It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season four, episode 13. Josh is going to be a principal. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, happy travels if you're commuting. Some people might still be on spring break. If you listen, like, as we drop the episodes, there might be someone on spring break. Maybe not. Maybe it is kind of late at this point. But I am Mike, uh, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, an assistant principal from Mesa, Arizona, soon to be a principal from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk about uh, sprinkling passion, unity, and DIY into our schools, into our classrooms, to make sure kids get the best education possible. And you know what? It's okay if you're older and over the hill, and you just wake up and your body hurts for whatever reason, and you're sitting here with an ice pack listening as I am recording this, (laughs) and just thinking, if I were to get into a pit right now, I dread... I dread <laughs> how I would feel the next day because if I feel like this just from waking up, Josh, at 43 yeah. years old, yeah. like I can't imagine what would happen if I got into a pit. But yeah. we could all good. be punks here, ice pack and all, heat pack, icy hot patch, whatever you got. Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Uh, here's a quick aside. So I went to <laughs> I went to a show and I I've taken my son to a couple shows before. Yeah. But he, he didn't go to this one with me. And I sent him some pictures because it was in the same venue that we saw a different show. Yeah. But we saw a smaller one on the floor. This one was on the stage. And I sent him a video of like people stage diving and stuff. I'm like, dude, this is so different than last time. There's even people stage diving. I was like, do you think I should try it? And he said, don't do it. You'll break your back and you'll turn to dust. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Like, yeah, it's so true. I think back now, I'm like, man, I mean, it was yeah, I was. We were going to the shows. We were in the pits sometimes two, three times a week. Yeah, man. If you had like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now just like looking at pictures, I'm like, I don't know if I could do that anymore, man. Yeah, no, I, I definitely. I own. So we I, a couple years ago when I went to uh, Furnace Fest, um, I was in the thing, but never in like the dance pit, right? Like mm-hmm. the crowd was tight. It was packed. People were moving around and stuff, yeah. but I was never in the pit pit. Uh, I was up front for a comeback kid and caught, I had some stage divers I had to do, but yeah, and I was definitely sore the week I came back. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> Just beat up. All right, Mike, it's an episode. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about, uh, I got some news to share. So yeah, you do. Um, you sure I, do. I, I wanted to talk about it on the show, talk a little bit about the experience because I think it's helpful for people. Um, You know, this year on my reflections, I've been talking about like my first year as an AP, right? And and what that's been like. Uh, And then you and I have talked a little bit about transitions in the past and taking on new roles and being the new guy and all that stuff. Well, um, this year has been a journey again for me as I I went through the process (laughs) of uh, applying for some principalships. Um. And I know there are people out there who are like, you've been an AP for for one year. And yes, that's true. Uh, my experience is is a little, my journey is a little different than other people's journeys, right? Because I spent, yeah. you know, four years in a semi-district leadership role as, as, you know, president of the Mesa Education Association and then jumped to a Title I specialist, then an AP. Um, so I, it's, it's 
it's been a weird, it's been like a, an interesting path for me to get where I'm at. Um, but I have some, some awesome news. Uh, I was, uh, chosen to be the next principal of Highland arts elementary in Mesa, Arizona. And I am super pumped, dude. Super pumped. It's you should be. And I remember <laughs> when you were talking to me about, about some of the possibilities and the openings in your district and, when you mentioned this this campus, yeah, you know, focusing on arts and music, like, dude, I knew I was like, oh, that that's where he's gonna go. Like, I just know it. <laughs> I just had I had this feeling. I'm like, because it's that's it's dude, it's perfect for you. Yeah, it's I'm perfect. I'm I'm super excited. It's an it's an arts integration campus, so they bring arts into all the curriculum they do. So arts is a prevalent thing, whether that's um, singing, dancing, uh, you know, movement and, um, you know, practical art, like painting and, and right. drawing, and then also music. Right. Right. So it's, it's super awesome. Um, I got to walk campus. I had been on the campus once or twice in the past for some okay. other stuff, you know, like I, my, my role back in the day took me to a lot of different schools. Right. right? So I'd been there once or twice. Um, and, but to go back with a different lens this time, right? So, uh, this last week was my meet and greet with staff. So for us in Mesa, the way that meet and greet works is like, um, I already went before the school board, they voted, you know, and said, yep. And they voted on all the administrative positions. Right. And then you could say a little something at the lectern and, and, you know, thank people and all that. And, yeah. Um, the next day I was when my meet and greet was scheduled. So I got to go meet the staff and, um, you know, put together just like a quick, quick little slideshow who I am, what I believe in, all yeah. that sort of stuff, and shared a little bit about myself. And it was so great to be on that campus. Everybody was super nice. I got to shake a bunch of hands and say hello to a bunch of people. And I mean, there's a million names. I'll never remember anybody's name right, right now. Right. right? Uh, but it was really great to kind of connect with folks. And, you know, we had some of our instructional aides were there that I got to meet and, and just, just see a bunch of, a bunch of folks from campus. And it was great, dude. I, I had a blast. I got to talk to a ton of people. And then I went back the next day. Uh, the principal wasn't there during my meet and greet. She's staying yeah. in, she's staying in the district. She's taking on a district role. So, okay. um, you know, she's, you know, she and I have been kind of texting and, and emailing back and forth. And so I got to sit down and meet with her the next day and just tour campus a little bit and get to walk yeah. around. Dude, there's murals everywhere. There's art everywhere. There's like just, it's just such a cool campus. Uh, and I am just, just beyond pumped to, to kind of jump into this, this next thing. Uh, it's going to be a really wild next month and a half as I like, am still doing my job on two campuses and then also trying to like transition. For that. Right? The the one benefit of like being in my own district is I get to go over there a bunch. Right. right? Um, right. And, you know, the principal has been really great. And she said, you can come whenever you want. And, you know, both of my other, you know, the principals that I work for right now have been really cool about, yeah, just let us know when you want to go over there. And, you know, that's good. So I'm going to be able to go do some one-on-one -on -one conversations with staff and grade yeah. levels and just be able to ask a bunch of questions and learn a bunch and see what everybody has to share. Um, so it was, it, dude, it was a whirlwind of a week. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I can imagine like all, all this, uh, the changes plus just end of the year stuff, man. Right. Like, end of the year is just crazy in general. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to, you can't even explain why. Like, I think it's just that, that knowing like, all right, we're wrapping up. We need to do 
X, Y, and Z, even though like it might not be due until sometime in June, but right. um, dude, it's super exciting. So let me, you're the new campus. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome that she'll still be in the district. So obviously you can always, cause I mean, in a sense, there's like a different kind of vibe as opposed to just a traditional yes. school. Right. 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 So like, so that not only becoming the principal, which I, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be much of a learning curve. You have so much experience for it, but like kind of like this new, this yes. new vibe at this, this style of campus. Yeah. And it's awesome that you can still go to her being, she's still in the district. How long has she been, um, was, do you know how long she was principal there? Oh, man, she's been there for a while. I can't remember exactly how many number of years, but they've been working on this art integration piece for a long time, right? Yeah. So they've worked with the Lincoln Center for Arts and the Kennedy Center for Arts and gone through training with them, national training, had people come out. Uh, right now we're working with a they're working with a group called Focus Five on, you know, arts integration in in this other this other piece called Acting Right. And so it's like taking the idea of PBIS or, you know, the, the sort of multitude of, you know, SEL behavior ideas, but it puts it through yeah. the lens of acting, right? So it puts it through the end lens of like bodily control and being an actor and all these sort of things. So lots of really cool stuff that they've been doing that ties to that art piece. And they put on musicals, they put on plays, right? And, and it's been, it's been really, it's been cool to kind of like dig into everything they do. I know I'm not going to learn it all right now, but it's really, it's going to be really helpful. She's actually going to be running um, a program for secondary students in the arts. Okay. So we have a district program that's starting where kids are going to be able to um, intern with real artists and they're going to get paid. That's awesome. And so she's going to run the campus. So we took an old elementary school that's called Historic Irving. And for a long time, it's kind of been the office of the of the performing arts and fine arts departments yeah. in our district, right? We're a really giant district. So one of the former schools was turned into this space, right? Where all okay. of our performing arts and um, creative arts people, our district people are kind of lo located. Um, and then all of the kits and all the stuff that we send yeah. to campuses to do and all that. Um, and that is now being turned into this program. That okay. building is being turned into this um, arts program where kids are going to be intern and learn from real, you know, uh, artists and do sculpture work and do mural work and graphic design work and all this stuff with these real artists. Yeah. So she's going to run that. And that's really cool. So she's still going to be plugged into like all of these community arts people. So yeah, just, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to really try to work on building that connection with her and you know, all of that. And then one of the cool things is one of the the feeder high school for my campus. Um, it's they have a music conservatory that they've just okay. they've just started doing. So their their focus is this sort of performing arts piece there. So they have a brand new performing arts center that they've built. Uh, at the high school and it has recording studios and practice spaces that's cool. and like state of the art, like um, spaces there. And so building that relationship, I already talked to some of the music people on my new campus that say, hey, are you guys ready to go check everything out at Mountain View? And one of them was like, oh, we're doing a tour of it. I said, all right, I need you to like, cool. build those connections. Let's get our kids over there to kind of like check out and be a part of this thing that, that we're creating in, the, in our feeder pattern. And, and it's, it's super exciting, man. Like as someone who loves music and love, loves right. art and made that a part of what I did as a teacher, 
right? Like whether it was like my students writing songs about the Salem witch trials or, you know, me creating, you know, me doing like, I used to do Mr. Buckley's illustrated history where I would tell that story and I would draw it out on my whiteboard across my whole whiteboard um, nice. while I told it out or I'd work with kids on, you know, we do political cartoons and, and all these things. And to kind of be able to go to a campus where that's integrated all the time. Yeah. It's super exciting. It's super exciting. What, uh, what grade level does does building? So we're, we're K six. Um, okay. So K six and, um, we have about 750 students over 700 kids right now. K six. Um, super excited. Um, is it a, is it a choice school? It's it's a neighborhood school, but so our district, our district has choice schools. Um, we are still a neighborhood school. So but we if have you open, live in that area. This is where you're going. We also have. Oh, so Arizona is Arizona is this interesting thing, right? So we do not have you don't have a homeschool necessarily. OK, you can go anywhere in Mesa. Um, and in fact, in our and anywhere in the state. Right. So my son, we live in one school district, but he yeah. can go to another school district with no problem. We okay. don't like, and then inside of our district, we've kind of really gotten rid of boundaries. So I have a ton of kids that we would call open enrollment, right? Okay. Um, so uh, I have 750 kids, but guess how many buses I have? How many? One. Come on. <laughs> Dude, we got 520 kids and I've got two buses, a uh, a bus for our, our special education students. Because you know our special education program. Well, I'll have, we'll have that. I'll like, have a, I'll have yeah, right, but you're bus. talking like just general. Like, just a general one ha- bus. We call them hazard routes because they're yeah. a mile and a half away, or you have to go over the expressway. Um, one one bus. bus for seven hundred and on my other campus right now, I have six. So, so it's a lot of parent drop off. I, I was talking. So, about if the you, parent wants their child to go there, like they if, just like. Yeah. Because the way I'm thinking about it, like this if campus, they, like if they live within boundaries, they have a bus. But most right. of our, but most of our kids either live close enough to walk or yeah. are within driving distance to where we don't right. have a bus route. Um, but that just shows, like, uh, we have so many kids, but a majority of them are outside of our bus zone, so they right. they get driven into school. Because I just uh, I picture a couple things, like if I got a kid who lives outside of your boundaries right mm-hmm. from your zone but they're super you know artistic for whatever yeah. capacity and you know i that's where my i want my kid to go like it's nice to know that i have that choice to yeah. go there but then if i if i so let's say i live two houses down from the school but my kid and is is no like has like that's not our thing right let's yeah. say we're a family like arts and music and movement and drama is not our thing. Yeah. It's, I guess it's nice to know that, okay, well, I'm going to choose to go here as long as I get my kid. Yeah. School on their so own. we, so we have, like I said, I'm in a really big district and, and over where my new campus is at, the boundaries are very like, I don't know. It's like each of them is a rectangle, right? So okay. you go two miles in any direction and then there's another campus. Right. right. Okay. So, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of schools and a lot of people in Mesa. And so the campuses, the other, my neighborhood, my neighboring campuses aren't far away. Right. right? Like I think of like, I grew up in like rural Michigan. So the other, the near, the other nearest high school was, you know, 10 miles away. Right. Right. It wasn't like, 
And the nearest elementary school, same thing, right? Right. <laughs> Even though there wasn't the opportunity to like go, oh yeah, two miles this way, there's another elementary school. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to me because yeah. you know, where I'm at in Illinois, it nope, this is this is our boundary. Like my district, we have five, you know, five schools. Yeah. There's three elementary schools, right? And we have parents who will let's say they they rent and they're in my area. Yeah. And then over the summer, they go and purchase a house. And no offense to realtors, but sometimes realtors, we've found at least where we live, will just tell the parents like, oh, yeah, that's this school thinking like, oh, it's the district. Right. And I'm like, well, no, I'm sorry. You need to attend this school. You're in their boundary. Yes, they're our same district. Right. But you can't like you cannot come to us like you have to go there. And they get they get upset, man, because they're like, well, we've been with you for three years, Mike. And, um, you know, the only way we get kids from the other sections of um, our other elementaries is if somebody goes on overflow, right? Like we have right. that and we've yeah. already had those discussions. Like, okay, like for example, I'm cutting a fifth grade section this year and I will have three sections of fifth grade. Um, one of my teachers is going to become a fourth grade teacher. So my fourth grade is growing to four sections as opposed to three this year. Yeah. So we already know if our fifth grade out of nowhere blows up like we're not anticipating it to but if it does i'm going to be sending fifth graders to one of our other elementaries yeah and what's even crazy man is we have in my town in lansing we've got another so we have three school districts in lansing yeah we've got mine we've got the high school district and then we have another elementary district and we get parents all the time again they move in and like literally like my school is on the road that like separates the two elementary districts. Yeah. And if you're on that other side, it's like, no, 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 you go there. And people, people get so upset. And I'm like, I, I can't help you. Like you're on that side of the road. You have to go to that, that school, you know? So, you know, you know, open, open, you know, Having no boundaries is it can can cause some some issues, right? At the other you have side, to have of that. limits still too. Like you yeah, can't just so have we have thousand kids say I'm I'm coming to, to no, Josh's so school now. Right now, it's based on my staffing for next year. So district has told us like this is your staffing number for next year, right? Yeah. You if you I can create a wait list. So if a parent wants to come to my school. I can put them on a wait list, but I can't overflow. They're not going to give me another contract, right? So I can, I can, I'm designated to tell parents like, Here, here's where I'm at right now. I don't have enough room for you in our class classes right now at this right. grade level. Uh, but if I do, if someone were to leave or whatever, I can call you and you can you can bring your kid over. But do you guys are the people who are in your rectangle? Do they get like first priority? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I have to hold open. I don't know. It's like something like 10% to like it's your rectangle so, family. Yeah. Into my rectangle family. Okay. So um, if I, so I don't move over the cap of right. like how many kids I can have in a classroom. Right. Um, but you know, it's, it's a really, it's, it's, it's a, it's this quasi choice school, right? It's yeah. a quasi magnet in, right, in, our, right. in our district because, you know, our neighborhood kids go there, but also it's a place where if that's kind of the thing you want, you can go right. and, and make that happen, which is, which is really kind of cool. Um, and it's, it's, it's this idea and it really flows well with what you and I talk about a lot, like the idea of like, you know, thinking like a punk or being like a punk, like 
the concept on this campus is we want students to think like artists, right? Yeah. So we want them to be collaborators and, you know, creative and problem solvers and, and all of these things that you do when you're in the arts, right? Yeah. And I feel like I, everything that we've talked about for the last three and a half years has really just been like, oh, right, man. Like all of this applies to what we're talking about. Right. And I really did. Like during my introduction to, to staff, I talked to them about being, you know, I was in band from fourth to 12th grade. I played trumpet. I was drum major my junior and senior year. Like, yeah. All, I was in every high school play, all of those things. But then I talked about like, you know, like being in, you know, like growing up a punk rock kid and how music and the arts were integral to who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way around. I wouldn't be who I am if it weren't for the fact that I was in fourth grade band. Right. Because that's, that's, awesome. that's where I met my friends and that's how I got into music. And that's how I found punk. And that's how I found all this stuff was through that. Uh, I even talked about like um, we, when you and I did our, we, we were at teach better and we've also done this, you know, we also did some, some, you know, speaking and stuff online where I talked about like the, the tape from my punk rock band that's in my yeah. office. I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And I've told that story on, on the show before. And then I told that story really quickly about why I think the arts matter, right? Like our goal is to help kids like think creatively and do and own what they learn and we can do that through the arts. And I talked about again, how like that stupid tape that I made in my garage with some friends that we cut all the things out and folded yeah. it and put it all together. That means that's like one of my favorite possessions, right? But yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's a dumb thing, but like, because I made it and I owned it and it was mine, right. um, I'll always remember it. And I think that's, you know, I talked about how I think that that's a really important thing for us to be able to give kids when we're talking about, you know, a, a program in a school like this. Um, so yeah, man, I'm just pumped. It's going to be a really you wild. Be. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a really wild next couple weeks. We get out of school in May 25th. Okay. Um, is that is that right before Memorial Day? Or, or yeah, right. Yeah, it's right before. Um, and we get right. So when do you, are you official July 1st? I'm official July 1st, but I can be over you can there. Go there as much as you want, as much as I want, and then as soon yeah. as it, because I'm an assistant principal, I don't really have to close up a campus or run a right. campus through right. July 1st, right? So as soon as school gets out, I can really plug myself over there permanently. Yeah. Um, here's the other really exciting thing that I have to kind of work with. We're getting a brand new office at my new campus. So they're rebuilding. <laughs> we're doing a front office remodel over the summer and uh, we're getting all new furniture throughout the campus. So Are that's you picking it out. Uh, it's already been picked out. So okay. our district, so we're doing flexible seating throughout the district. Right. And so yeah, yeah. it'll be very similar because my campus, one of my campuses went through that last year and I'm the one who coordinated getting rid yeah. of furniture and getting new furniture in and went through the buying process with our, with our, you know, the, the people who did it. And so it's really, and it's a familiar process to me, but man, is that like just a, a big undertaking to, oh, start, yeah. to start the year, a brand new office and a, and like brand new furniture everywhere. So it's going to be great, but man, is it just like, it's definitely going to be a, a, a trip to, just take some deep breaths every day. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, I'm going to just live <laughs> in the library is where I'm going to live over yeah. the summer while they're doing the front office. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool though, man. I'm excited yeah. for you. Yeah. I'm excited to see what it, what comes, you know? Yeah. It's, I, conversation it's going to be good. So year. I get to be, I get to be a hurricane, a Highland hurricane. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rad. So. You know what's crazy? Mm -hmm. uh, before I moved, the town we lived in was Highland and they are, um, 
not their their the swim team, which is not associated with the schools. Okay, is the Highland Hurricanes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm a Highland Hurricane next year, and I'm I'm nice. super excited. So Mike, I got a question for you before we wrap up, right? Yeah. Um, as I'm moving into this thing, right? You were a new principal. What is it? What's one suggestion for me as I as I am making this transition? Like, what should I do? What do you think I should focus I in think- on? I remember my first year and I, and you kind of said it. So I know you're going to do it. Like I was just out in the halls and the classrooms, just talking to people and ask them like, you know, you ever watch that show, new Amsterdam, like in no. his, the main thing, like there's clips on YouTube. He always, just, how can I help? How can I help? Like, and he's like the MD, like the medical director of this hospital. Yeah. And like the number one thing he asked everyone is how can I help? And I remember like throughout the summer, my favorite my favorite thing my first year when I didn't know anybody was when staff were able, you know, that date came and they're able to start coming in and setting up their room. Yeah. I I was the one, like, even though my secretaries were there, because now my secretaries will pass out the keys and all that. Yeah. But I made sure like I was there as people came in. I'm the one that gave them their keys, introduced myself, you know, walk with them to their room to see who was in what room and just kind of like then just kept walking throughout the building yeah. and checking in, like just, just getting to know people. And you already do this in the mornings and arrival dismissal. You're already out there. So yeah. I know you're going to continue doing that. Just trying to like let, you know, your staff and then obviously the students and then like just the families, like who you are. Cause I think once you kind of learn, you know, I wouldn't go and try to make any big change of things right away. <laughs> You That's know, not my plan. Yeah, no. no, but like, just try to like learn everybody and how everyone yeah. kind of works. And I mean, and I know you're going to do those things anyway, though. But that was, and I'm starting to think now, like, man, maybe this summer, because as of right now, I don't have any plans to to leave or anything like that. But maybe I need to get back to being the one to pass out the keys and just greet my staff as they come back. Even though we've all been together, it'll be ten years. Yeah, you know, but. Um. Yeah, that's, that might I think be that, that. How do you, how do you, Mike? How do you make that a fun thing to do when they come back? How do you how do you create a moment to give teachers their key their keys back? Think about that. How can you make it a thing? I'll have to make it a thing. Yeah, make it make it, make it rather than just come in and me say hi and give it to them. Yeah. How do you make it an event? Up. How do you make it something silly or fun or whatever? I like that. That's a good. I, yeah, I really like I'm that gonna... idea of, of helping people get their keys and do that. Um, that's the thing. I like. I, there's so many questions I have. I don't even, I don't even know what to ask, but I'm super excited. I get to meet the SIAC coming up this month. There's a play that they're putting on. So I got invited That's to that. Cool. So I'm going to go see the play. They've got their concerts coming up at the end of the year. So I'm going to be at those. Uh, I'm super excited, man. I'm super pumped. So Mike, it's the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. And we just blathered on about my new job and I hope people are okay with that. And I just wanted to be able to talk and share it with, with everybody. Uh, and then we'll get back to your regularly scheduled punk rocketude uh, when we're, when, when, when we get back to it. So Mike punk rock classrooms podcast, what have you been listening to, man? Yeah. So, I mean um, my picks of the week that I put out the last few weeks, definitely, but um, heart attack, man put out another new single yesterday. They got a new record coming out uh, May 26, I believe. So yeah. they got a new song, Stick Up, and uh, another single, which is the name of the album, Freak of Nature, came out. It's like super, super catchy, kind of poppy. There's kind of like this 
the song stick up's got like this weird kind of like electro yeah vibe to it it's it's good i i think that i think it's going to be a great album so the just the two singles from heart attack man and then uh, well then also spanish love songs got a oh that like cover of do you see that cover of jimmy world yeah. man uh-huh. that's good that's yeah, a great so cover. <laughs> I was I was just scrolling through. I'm like, oh, Spanish Love Songs got some new tracks out. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is their song. <laughs> yeah, they covered Futures by Jimmy Eat World. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh for me, two records came out. Um uh Scowl. I, that was my pick this last week. Uh good hardcore. Um, but then this album, this EP has got some very like L7 uh like Riot Girl stuff on top of. Hard, like they're hardcore that they do. So it's a really yeah. cool mix of stuff that I'm like, Ooh, that really works. Like it feels like L seven and all of a sudden it kicks into like, she's, she's doing her hardcore kind of growl for the next part of the song. And then it, it kind of bounces back and forth. Uh, that's been, I really like that one. And then another really good band uh, that I've been waiting for them to put out, a, you know, a, a good full length uh, initiate another hardcore band, put out their album, uh, another great uh, female fronted hardcore band. Um, She's a fantastic vocalist, really great stuff. Um, two great, great records that come out that that I've been really stoked about. Um, and then do real you, quick, did you yeah. did you see I saw on Instagram, and I mean some of the listeners might want to hear this. If not, most people might have tuned out by now if they don't like our music picks. But did you see I saw a picture uh on Instagram one step closer? They were like practicing and it said exciting news coming or something like that. Oh, so man. Like, Cause, dude, those that, that those, EP those they three dropped, EPs or those three songs are so good. It's, it's still like I'll put it. I put it on the other week. And I'm like, man, these songs are so good. Yeah. So I'm hoping there's a new record I like so. this year. I hope so. The new Sam I Am is really good too. Yes, I remember. Super I was good. when they when they dropped yeah. a few singles yeah. before that. I remember I talked about that. Yeah. Like it's the whole it's, album's really good. It's like yeah. a good solid like punk rock i don't know because it's right it's, i mean it really leans into that rock side of right emo i guess if right. you want to call it that right that sort of texas is the reason yeah you know sort of rock part of the emo spectrum but really dig glad it that they're, glad they're back yeah man all right folks thanks for tuning in you can find the show over at punkrockclassrooms.com you can find episodes on your favorite podcast app if you could like subscribe rate whatever you do on whatever app you use whether it's apple Podcasts, google play google podcasts or spotify whatever uh that way more people see the show the more people who rate it or review it or like it the more people it goes um you can find show notes you can find some blog posts over at the website um, I have one about a show I went to. Where we talked about how what I learned about stage diving, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about being an educator during a show. Uh, and then uh, we had a guest blog from Alex Valencic. Yeah, uh, go check those out. You can find them over on the on the blog. And then Mike has one up from uh, he did a Teach Better blog, and then he ported it over to the the podcast uh, website. So go check that too. Punkrockclassrooms.com. You can find us on the social medias. It's the same handle for the show uh, and both of us on Instagram and Twitter. So for the show, it's at Punk Classrooms. For me, it's at Josh R Buckley, and then for Mike, it's at Mike R Earnshaw. Send us a message, chat us up, let us know what's going on. Uh, And Mike, we'll see everybody at the show. At the show. Podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, 
Better Tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.